Gentlemen, you are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungmach. I'm the founder and curator of Gird Up. I'm just glad you're with us, fellas. I'm glad that you're enjoying our content. If you are a returner, thank you for being faithful. If you are a newbie, I hope this is a blessing to you. I hope that you continue to be built up in the faith and that you may cling to Jesus for life, for salvation. Uh, I hope that this is a great resource for you uh, in a world where masculinity and manhood uh, is full of all kinds of different, uh, everybody's got a different opinion and most of them are wrong. So this is a place to plant that back into scripture, to teach men what it means to be a man of God, to encourage gentlemen who truly love their Savior to continue to walk in the way, to be able to continue to walk in those paths of righteousness for the sake of their Savior, whose blood has washed us clean. By whose blood we are healed, by whose wounds we are healed, um, and the reason for which we have salvation, the reason we have joy, and life itself. This episode of the Gerda Podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples Podcast, put out by Pastor Paul Steinberg, Doctor Pastor Paul Steinberg. Um, the Christ for Disciples Podcast applies God's word to raising the next generation in the Lord. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast at ChristForDisciples.com or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. That's ChristForDisciples.com. Now, this is one of my favorite daily listens. I listen to it five days a week on my way to school. It really helps me get prepared to work with kids, and that's the whole point, is helping Adults who work with kids who are disciplers, if you will, um, helps get them ready uh, to face the daily battles, the spiritual battles that are going on in our families, in our homes, and in our lives, and in our classrooms or wherever you work with kids. It's a good one. I hope that you enjoy it, that you listen to it. Pastor Paul is wonderful, and so is his podcast. This episode of the Gird Up Podcast is also sponsored by the Iron Men of God Conference. Now, Christian men today face many challenges in our increasingly post-Christian world. One of the most important challenges Christian men face is defining what it means to be a Christian man living in this world. Iron Men of God, formed in 2014 by a group of laymen from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Exonia, Wisconsin, works to address this challenge through the Iron Men of God Men's Conference. Each year, Iron Men of God Men's Conference speakers help attendees sharpen and strengthen their faith by using God's Word to clearly define our roles as husbands, fathers, sons, and leaders in our families, churches, and communities. Attendees are also encouraged in their faith by fellow brothers in Christ. Join us this year for our conference and be strengthened and encouraged in your faith as well. This year's conference is on Saturday, March 21st, 2020 from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at St. Paul's Lutheran School in Exonia, Wisconsin. Uh, We'd love it if you joined us. The high school and college students are able to register for free this year. Um, a lunch is included. There's all kinds of great things going on. Four speakers this year, Pastor Ben Sadler, Pastor Mark Parsons, Pastor Greg Lyon, and myself. It'll be an excellent conference. I really am looking forward to it, and I hope to see you there. We'll also have a booth there, and we'll start talking about some maybe some giveaways and things like that as we get closer. Really excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope to see you there. If you are interested, go to ironmenofgodwy.org, and you can register right there on the website. That's ironmenofgodwy.org. The conference takes place on March 21st, 2020. Let's get into our show. (music) 
You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Gentlemen, for a couple different reasons, um, some of them are personal, uh, just like things going on with my family. Uh, some of them are professional because, frankly, uh, where I serve and, and what, the capacity in which I serve um, and, uh, and, and the realities that our community faces, we just see a lot of death. Um, and death is on my mind a lot. I think about death a lot. I I uh, not experienced it firsthand, obviously, but I'm around death a fairly significant amount. And it's not something I seek out. And it's certainly not something I enjoy. And there's certainly other people who experience death more often than I do. I obviously, um, you know, trauma nurses and and doctors and and police officers and paramedics and and. and there are plenty of people, pastors, there's plenty of people who experience more death than I do. What I'm trying to say is, death has been on the forefront of my mind. And for some reason this morning, obviously I'm not recording this on Saturday morning, I'm recording on a Friday night. Oh, don't tell anybody. But for some reason this morning, it was just on the front of my mind. And I wept this morning, thinking about my own mortality, thinking about the fact that one day, my family and loved ones will also be saying goodbye to me. And that was a, it was an interesting feeling. And I wept in the shower. I wept. I prayed and I wept. But it's not the tears I expected. I expected to be filled with grief, fear, um, regret, maybe even like a, like, ah, there's things I should have done better. That kind of thing. Or I got to get my life together. None of that. Although some of those are certainly true. I wept tears of joy and thankfulness and gladness when faced with the reality that one day I will say goodbye to this earthly life and I will find myself at home in heaven. And, and that's some of that's a personal thing. I, I, uh, I have, by prayer and study, I, I think I determine that one of the things that I often don't believe as I should is the idea that Christ's love is enough for me. Um, that grace is enough for me. That a lot of times I hold myself to a higher standard and a higher expectation than I need to um, from the standpoint of I start to forget that I don't have to be good enough for my Savior to be my substitute. I don't have to be good enough for God to love me. He loves me where I'm at. He forgives me. And it's not up to me then to try and fulfill every aspect of the law. It's up to me to try and do what Jesus wants me to do. Do what God calls me to do in every minute of every day. It's no longer about me squared up against the law and battling against the law because Christ has already won that battle. It's no longer about me facing off against the law and trying to be as good as I possibly can be. It's about me looking to Jesus, recognizing my sin, looking to Jesus and doing everything I possibly can to follow him in everything that I do. And when I stray from that path, when I lose sight of uh, of that purpose, 
That's when I repent and I return back to Jesus and I begin to follow him again. But Christ made it clear there's two rules left for me to follow. One is to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second, which is like it, to love my neighbor as myself. And that reality that all I have to do is cling to Jesus and that he's already won a victory and that he already has ensured me a home in heaven. And that one day I will have a joyous reunion with my heavenly father, that I will know him as I should. And that that's not an if thing. That's not if I make it to death with faith. He's, he's told me in so many words, I have a place prepared for you and I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you and to give you hope in a future. And that's an incredible comfort and incredible joy. And that shapes the way I think about death significantly. And it shapes the way I think about my own mortality. And it shapes the way I think about shapes the way I think about my eternity. Now, God willing, I won't face eternity anytime soon. God willing, I've got another 60, 70 years on the planet. If I don't, let it be so. That's why I pray every night, Lord, should I awake? In the morning. Grant me courage to follow you. Should I die before I wake? I pray the Lord my soul to take. But anyway, it got me thinking about death. And it got me thinking about my own mortality. It got me thinking about what I hope my funeral is like when I die. And and I've talked for a long time about um, actually putting this in writing. I don't even have a will yet, frankly. I don't have enough assets to, to need a will, although I might be wrong about that. I should look into that. If anybody knows anything about writing wills, talk to me. Anyway, I was thinking about what I hope my funeral's like. And I was thinking with this joy in my heart, I, I was thinking I, I do, I, <laughs> I kind of like funerals. There's a tragic beauty to them. Knowing that they're in heaven, I say with that stipulation, Christian funerals, there's something about it. They're sad. It's tragic. It's not natural that people die. But there's something about a funeral. There's joy there. And it's strange to people that don't know Christ. It's even strange to people that um, are new to Christianity. And it's strange to people who I think don't experience it very often. But there's very much a level of joy at a Christian funeral. But I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't want my funeral to be sad. Well, here's what I have a picture of. Here's what I want my funeral to be like. Here we go. I, I want the bell to toll before the service. The bell's going to toll before the service. To let it toll for like five minutes or something like that, right? Toll, 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 toll. Let the family walk in, do all that. But don't bring the casket in yet. I want the casket to come in as the service begins. And as those back doors of the church open, and as they begin to wheel my casket in, as the pallbearers wheel me forward, I want the gospel choir to follow me up the aisle, singing, we've come this far by faith. Now, if you don't know that one, you got to look it up. you got to look up the acapella version. But, oh, I said, we've come this far by faith. Every day we are leaning Leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word, can't turn around. Oh, man, what a wonderful reminder of where we are, where we're going, and why we've gotten there. I want to hear, we've come this far by faith. I Obviously, I won't hear it. 
but I want the doors to open, and I want songs of praise from that moment throughout the rest of the service. As we walk up the aisle, as you walk me up the aisle, I guess, I want them singing their hearts out for Jesus. We've come this far by faith. Can't turn around. He's never failed me yet. Leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. <sighs> Sing those praises. And then, once they got me to the front, go ahead, square me up. Um, let's go through the liturgy, right? And as soon as you read Psalm 23, and as soon as you talk about the resurrection, we're going to burst into song again. And I want to sing, I know that my Redeemer lives. And not a couple of verses. I want you to sing every verse of I know that my Redeemer lives. And I want you to crank that organ. I want you to find a trumpet player. Let's blast that thing and sing our hearts out. When it's time for the readings, I want you to read all of Romans chapter 8. I want you to read all of Romans chapter 8. I want you to talk about every little bit of my salvation and all the wonderful gifts that the Lord has given. Oh, man. The same spirit that raised Jesus is going to raise me from the dead. And I want you to talk about that. I want you to read words like, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who have loved him, who have been called according to his purpose. I want you to read phrases like, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Who will bring any charge against me who have been chosen by the Heavenly Father? Who is it that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, he who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when you've spoken those words, I want you to see if you can find a children's choir. I want to sing in Christ alone. There's going to be some tears here because I can't make it through. Every single year I teach my students the words to in Christ alone, and we sing it, and we sing it, and we sing it, and I never get to the last verse. I never get to the last verse without tears in my eyes, and my kids always tease me about it. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand, for I am his. And he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. And go ahead, read my obituary. Preach on the goodness of the Lord. Preach on the fact that nothing can separate us from the love of a father, not even death. In fact, death is a door. And it will usher me into the next stage. It will bring me closer to my heavenly father, closer than I've ever been, closer than anyone ever can imagine. And I'll remain there for eternity, walking with my Savior the way Adam and Eve did in the garden when you've spoken and reminded the people that I sit with my Father in heaven, that I am a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror in Christ. I want you to break it out with prayers. And you should do the prayers in the hymnal. That's great. Go ahead. Do them. They're wonderful. But I also want you to pray about the ministries I was a part of. I want you to pray about my family. I want to pray about my kids. Hopefully I'll have some by then, right? 
What's your prayer about the ministries I was a part of, the churches I served, the things that I did, what I enjoyed, what I loved, the people that were important to me? I want you to pray for them too. And pray not only that they find comfort, but that they can continue to grow, that they continue to do the work that I've begun. I want you to pray about all these things. And when it's time to leave the church, there's no tolling bells. Nah, the bells tolled at the beginning. Instead of tolling the bells at the end of my funeral, as you're walking my casket down the aisle, I want everybody to stand up and sing all five verses of praise to the Lord the Almighty. Praise to the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him, for he is your health and salvation. Let all who hear now to his temple draw near, joining in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord, who o'er all things is wondrously reigning, and on a, as on ing, wings like an eagle, uplifting, sustaining. Have you not seen all that is needful has been sent by his gracious ordaining? Praise to the Lord, who has fearfully, wondrously made you. Health has bestowed, and when heedlessly falling has stayed you, what need or grief ever has failed relief? Wings of his mercy did shade you. Praise to the Lord who will prosper your work and defend you. Surely his goodness and mercy will daily attend you. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do, as with his love he befriends you. Praise to the Lord. Oh, let all that is in me adore him. All that has life and breath come now with praises before him. Let the Amen sound from his people again. Gladly forever adore him and as you sing those words i don't want a bell, a bell tolling i want every bell the church has to peel out songs of joy i want you to ring those bells and ring those bells with all the joy with all the excitement with all the gladness you have remembering not the grief and the sorrow but remembering instead the victory won that I sit beside my heavenly father. I sit beside Jesus as more than a conqueror. Now as a son of the king. And when those bells are done ringing, nobody, nobody leave the church yet. Let those bells ring. Let them echo. And when the bells are done ringing, before anybody leaves, stay standing, turn, and face one another. Make eye contact with somebody across the aisle. And sing the words which have guided my ministry. The words which have been the defining words in my life. God's word is our great heritage and shall be ours forever. To spread its light from age to age shall be our chief endeavor. Through life it guides our way. and death it is our stay. Lord grant while worlds endure we keep its teachings pure. Throughout all generations. Go ahead. Hug somebody around you, shake some hands, smile a little bit. At the internment, sing the doxology, sing it with joy. And after that final note's been sung, after the lid's been closed, the vault's been filled, I want you to go back to the church basement. I want you to tap a keg, order some pizzas, and spend some time together. And you ain't got to make that time about me. I don't care what you talk about. But I want you to spend some time together. Look each other in the eye. Talk about the future. Talk about the plans you have. Talk about the good things you're doing. Talk about your excitement. About what's coming up tomorrow. Talk about the joy. 
the good news of the gospel has brought you. The truth is we all die. Each and every one of us dies. Every one of us will face <laughs> the final curtain, as, uh, as Frank Sinatra would say. Every one of us will face a reckoning. Every one of us will be taken home to be with our Father in heaven. And while that's difficult for those on the earth, while that's difficult for us on this side, we need to remember why we're dying. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful reminder of the goodness and the love of the Lord. I am a sinner. I do not do what is good. In fact, I try to do what is good and I, I am unable. The evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. The good I want to do, I do not do. As Paul said, I'm stuck. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thank God I have a Savior. That Savior's been my substitute. He was promised from the beginning of time. When Adam fell, the Savior was promised. The Word became flesh and He made His dwelling among us. We have seen Him. We know Him. We love Him. We know the gift of life He's given. Cling to it. It's a matter of life and death. But it will also change every moment that you walk upon the earth. When you know the goodness of the Lord, when you cling to the faith of our fathers, everything is different. The whole world changes. Death is no longer a terrible, awful ending. It's a door to everlasting life. I pray that you don't have to attend my funeral anytime soon. But if you do, I hope it's just like I imagine it. Full of joy full of grace, a true celebration of life. Remember why you're here. Remember where you're going. Cling to the author and perfecter of our faith. Have a great week, fellas. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. 
Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.